Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is. When you may tune in, this is Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries. And today for my Truth Tidbits, Episode 8, I just want to read some scriptures from Psalm 37, but I really want to focus on one particular scripture. And this is a fairly long psalm, but I do want to read some of the various scriptures, and I'll make a few comments along the way. And then at the end, I'll uh, close up with the, the main point of what I really want to say out of one verse of this scripture. In the world today, I think this is a good scripture for us to take some comfort from. Psalm 37, beginning in verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Oh, what a beautiful scripture. I'm going to come back to that one at another time, I believe. And I've done an article on that one, too, that will be up on my website as, as well in the near future. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Verse uh, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn their, the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the Lord, but, um, excuse me, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. 
Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. I'm going to stop there. I encourage you to read the rest of the chapter. It's a very good one. It's full of a lot of comfort, some instruction, and, um, and you know, a lot of things to expect. And definitely, you know, uh, the, the surety of the end for the wicked and for the righteous. Praise be to God. But what I really want to just hone in on is this one verse, or, well, it's two verses, but one thing concerning these two verses. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now, today, this is one of the more recent innovations in the last 20 years or so. We have GPS, and it is a... Um, directional system, I guess we could say. It's a system that's supposed to give us guidance when we are not sure of the path we want to take or not sure of the area we're going in, etc. So most people have GPS capability now, either through your phones or online, through the internet, tablets, whatever. So, you know, let's take that example. GPS, you are fixing to leave for a trip, you're going somewhere, you're taking a trip, and so you set your GPS and you put in the ending destination in the GPS. And then you calculate, you know, it calculates for you the route from where you are now to where you intend to end up and where you're going. And so that GPS sets the whole route. It knows the plan. Now, I will stop here just and, and say this. It's a little bit comical, I suppose you could say, but I don't have an affinity toward GPSs. I don't particularly like them. Um, I have found them in the natural that they, you know, sometimes take you different ways than what you really need to go or, you know, a different direction or whatever. So if I'm generally understanding the area, then a lot of times I will force the GPS to recalculate because I'm like, no, I'm not going that direction. I don't know that road, but I know this road. And so I had a similar situation happen um, a few years ago. And, you know, I knew the area that I was going to. I just didn't know the exact location of where I was going. So, you know, I did not take its direction at first, and it recalculated and took me exactly where I was going, and it was a much straighter route. I have no idea why GPS sometimes uh, messes up the route. But my point for today is that the GPS program is designed to be a system where you put in your end destination, it calculates your route, and then your job is to follow that route. You know, if you want to get to where you you end up, you follow the route. Now, sometimes, like I just described, you might know a different, you might know the general area, so you might alter that a little bit. But the point is that by getting in your car, turning on the key, 
um, you know, turning the car on, igniting it, putting it in drive, and taking off in the direction following the GPS, you, in the end, end up at your destination. All right. We have a GPS, a heavenly GPS. I use that to mean God's prompting spirit. God's prompting spirit is my GPS, my heavenly GPS. I want to read this scripture one more time. In verse 23 and 24 of this chapter, Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered or woman are ordered by the Lord. And he, meaning the Lord, delights in his way, in his path, in his um, course. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. All right. So this is telling us that God's GPS, God's prompting spirit, the GPS of heaven, sets the destination for us. He already knows. He knows where we're supposed to go. Now, this is, you can apply this in many ways. Obviously, our end destination as a Christian is to be in the presence of the Lord in heaven one day. And so we are on a journey of life, ultimately, overall. That's the big picture. But even the breaking it down into the little daily increments, every day we have a path laid out before us. And if we will seek the Lord, God's prompting spirit will order our steps for that day, for that hour, for that particular journey, for that particular event. Whatever it is, God's prompting spirit has the plan, the destination, and the journey, and the route laid out for us to get us to our end goal whatever that may be in that situation. So what do we do? We have to cooperate. Just like the GPS, you can set your GPS in your car and you know you can sit in that car, never turn it on, never put it in drive, never take off. And you can look at that GPS map all day long, but you'll never get to your destination. You have to then, after the GPS tells you what you got to do and what way to go, you got to actually crank up the car, turn the car on, put it in drive, and start moving. And that's the, the similar situation here. It's a partnership, in a sense. It's a partnership. There's a place in the book of Acts where it's recorded. It says it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. There's a partnership that goes along with that. God's Spirit knows the path. He knows the directions. He knows how to guide you to where you need to be. That's what this is talking about. The steps of a good person, man or woman, are ordered by the Lord. He knows how to get you where you need to be. Every day, every hour, every situation, every trip. Whatever it is, you can break it down into the small increments or the larger increments. He's already got the plan mapped out. But our job then is to partner with him. Our job is to cooperate. Our job is to obey. We got to get in the car, turn it on, put it in drive, and start moving. And then follow that little arrow where it's going. 
and listen to that little lady that tells us, you know, in 600 yards, turn left or whatever, you know. So we, it's a partnership, but God's Spirit will lead us and He will help us. Notice this also in verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other words, if you take a wrong turn, God knows how to prompt you to get back. He knows how to draw you back. He knows how to pick you back up and put you back on the right track again. Praise be to God for his good prompting spirit. God's prompting spirit is our GPS through every part of our life and through the whole of our life to reach the end goal. And that is to be in the presence of the Lord with him forever in heaven. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes. God bless you today in Jesus name.